Welcome back to Rhymes with Decora, a companion podcast project of Inspired Media, telling stories about communities you love by people you trust. Find us online at iloveinspired.com. Over 40 shows that are available here on the podcast. Today, I have a very special guest I am happy to welcome to the show, Mr. Tyler Wright. Tyler, how you doing? I'm doing good. How you doing? Good. Tyler, uh, I'm excited to have you here today because uh, sometimes on this show, it ends up being that I talk to a lot of people that I know, Uh, people in downtown, people around the region that I've worked with in one way or the other. And you and I have become acquaintances a little more recently, uh, which I love. Uh, So I love me. Meeting people who have uh, been here, grown up here, whatever, and that I, I don't know your whole story. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> we don't have a ton uh, in common in terms of our circles or where we've been hanging out or working or whatever. Uh, so welcome to the show and thanks for being here. Thank, thank you. Appreciate the invitation. Yeah. Uh, we should also say right off the bat, uh, so Tyler Wright, Rightway Computers, Rightway Computing. Uh, you have been on Water Street for a couple of years. You've been in business since 2004, is that right? Yep, 2004. Tell us about that. Where did you find your way? Or uh, You are from Northeast Iowa, right? Yep, born and raised in Baroque, uh, graduate high school uh, at North Winnishik before the, while there's still high school. Yeah. Um, just kind of started off helping friends and family, and then uh, the local te- uh, telephone company was starting to provide internet, and I just kind of fell into assisting them on a couple basic ones. The next thing I know, they hand my, my name out, and I'm helping more friends and meeting people I didn't know, and <laughs> next thing I know, I'm buying a little receipt book at Walmart and trying to figure out how to charge people. And it just, I say I kind of fell into it, but it organically kind of grew and eventually had to start to start to work at it more and more and more. Yeah. It's really interesting. Right. I mean, and I know you came up, uh, we both came up, came up in an age of like where, you know, uh, we watched from pre-internet into the internet into actually being accessing more of the real internet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember my brother, I did not go to Luther. My brother went to Luther, but I'll never forget the first times he was being able to like dial in and access, you know, uh, a server and get on chat boards and yeah. stuff. It was, it was just fascinating watch that process, right? Yeah. Um, growing up, uh, you know, north of Decorah in the north part of Winnishie County, of course, a little more rural area as yep. well, yep. right? Um, what was access like on the early side for you? Do you remember? <laughs> so we uh, were under the Mabel Telephone Company service Okay, area, yeah. And our first internet, so we got our first computer at home in 96, I think it was. Yeah. And our first dial-up internet, we got a whole 50 hours a month. <laughs> and we had to get a second phone line because I was usually on during the day when they wanted oh to use the phone. Gosh. So right. uh, it's, it's, it's interesting how much that's changed from having this limited time to unlimited everything. Well, and also, right, that's, isn't, it, isn't it wild to think about how much that access has changed? And I, I should mention to listeners if they're not familiar, so you mentioned Mabeltel. And, of course, on, on the north side of Winnishie County or anywhere in our region here, you're working across state lines often. So mm-hmm. even though Mabel is Minnesota, the north part of Winnishie County, you're much closer there than access to anywhere else. So that's the access point. Ironically being that a lot of those smaller telecoms now are the ones who have been able to provide fiber service pretty quickly to a lot of the rural, the rural areas or a lot of that's happening now, but that's a a fascinating part. Yeah. That technology is, uh, it's incredible to think about. And of course, uh, my daughter who's 10 now is on her iPad, you know, most days and doesn't think twice about what that means. (laughs) Yep. yep, (laughs) It's very different. (laughs) How you, how you access things. Right. Uh, so 2004 kind of is when you said you, you started as more or less a, a one man show. I think that was the date. I don't know, it was probably before that really that you were kind of it, getting into it. It was before that. That was the date. That was the date I officially got my tax ID. Nice. <laughs> so I mean, technically I was doing it more like 98, 99, 2000. Oh yeah. Yeah. And what an interesting time and writing Y2K, like everybody going into that era of, uh, of insanity, right? Yep. Uh, that's really interesting. So you kind of saw an opportunity. You were coming out of high school. This was just an interest. Did it kind of start as a hobby? Like what was the angle for you? Well, so, uh, the parent-teacher conferences, they kept, yeah. kept telling mom and dad over and over that I had a really good aptitude for computers and I need to 
be something involved in that. Well, we didn't have a computer at home. That wasn't a thing. Yeah. So back in that time, mom and dad here, we're just, you know, small, small time farmers. Yeah. And I come home one day and there is a new IBM computer sent in the back of the truck. Oh my gosh. Uh, so mom and dad went to lacrosse and went to office max and just talked to some random guy up there and came home with a $2,000 computer, <laughs> which I mean, retrospectively looking at that now I'm going, that was a huge investment for them or a huge right. gamble even to take that kind of uh, uh, a leap no kidding. And uh, so we set it up, and luckily IBM had really good support at that time, and I'd crash that computer about once every couple months. Oh, that's and incredible. And call them and have it fixed, and I learned how to, how to rebuild it, and so I just kept crashing it and learning wow. every scenario. And that was in a day where you could actually call a computer company and, uh-huh. and get someone on the yeah. on the horn, right? Yep, exactly. <laughs> and I uh, started writing down notes on how to do it, how to fix it myself. Right. And uh, person, mom and dad just like, just stay away from the computer because I'd be doing stuff with it. <laughs> Uh, and then I got into and playing video games. Well, at that time, you know, here, yeah. here's a video game. Well, I, I, mom and dad were really smart about the, you want to play it, you need to buy it yourself. Nice. So I had to figure out how to make the video game stretch as far as possible. Well, at the time, you know, nowadays we have to talk about DLC or you can download stuff right. for games automatically. But at that time, you couldn't. You yeah. had to build it. So I was on the internet site trying to figure out people are modifying the games. I'm like, well, how to make that modification work? That was my that was my true intro into how computers work and how to actually yeah do things with them that's outside of the normal yeah um so literally modifying games manually uh, and i'm not a programmer that is not my value okay. at all yep um but that's where it started from i think that's yeah and i think that's a common path in for a lot of people who end up or a lot of young people right like mm-hmm. that is like okay i'm doing this thing but like how does it work how can but i want to make it work this way like right. how, how does this happen like yep. how do we do this yep that's super cool and also that you had a machine at the time that you were able to just kind of rip into and figure out right and just yep. just go for it yeah um and from there obviously you were jumping in what was what do you feel like was your first real jump when like you were looking at starting to help friends or like that next machine that you had your eye on or that caught and you were like if i could get to here this would like that's a really you know good question um man that's a really good question or maybe the point is that you you know there wasn't that so like what you there, had was what you had yeah, and there, that was there, the that's pretty much what i had to make make the best of what i had yeah that's um, awesome that's and, it and that's i mean that's how most yeah <laughs> most I, good work gets done you right? know i think the way I'd, I'd actually answer that as i think about that more is working with the local community uh, i started to get phone calls from more of the elderly crowds and they're like yeah. hey my family had these computer things and i don't how do i how do i get on this computer and you know use right. email and stuff and uh having to get into teaching how to use a computer right that was a huge important piece because you're working with people who literally don't know how to run a mouse yeah and what a yeah what a totally different jump right yeah well it's something we take for, such for granted i remember one scenario uh working with one uh, uh, wonderful lady that uh i walked her through how to use a computer all the steps how to do email everything and then a week later she's like i don't know how to use this thing like what well, your, your directions down i went back there and i said okay you show me and it's not me showing you how to use it you show me how you use it yeah and she couldn't move the mouse and i went oh, oh. Oh my god! I never considered that such such. I just, start, I just do it. You know, start at the beginning. Right. Literally, I thought about it. Yes. And yes, that's a great story. Absolutely. And I think still to this day, I mean, there are other companies that you know focus on on this kind of end of things and creating devices for people who mm-hmm. are you know or elderly or different, whatever. Uh, I'm going to back up really quick, Tyler. Sure. Right, my guest on the show today, and again, Rightway uh, Computers. Uh, and again, uh, rightwaycomputers.com. You are on Water Street right now. We're mm-hmm. going to talk about that in a minute because you're moving and that's a great part of your story as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think this is such an interesting story and I think it's really rich. And especially like in rural uh, in rural Iowa and the rural Midwest, I think the line to where a lot of people 
got to technology or still are getting to technology, right, is really interesting and something that oftentimes in today's society is taken for granted. Um, you know, I, I've sat through a lot of statewide meetings and stuff where like nobody even considers still that like we have places around here where like people can't get the internet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Really at all. Like they're yeah. re- relying on a cell cradle or yep. something else entirely, right? Yep. And people are like, what do you mean? And you're like, well, have you been to Northeast Iowa? Yeah. Like, do you understand? <laughs> but that's a real thing. I mean, I'll talk to people on the, on, on the phone for support and they're just completely shocked by the idea that we don't have internet right. at this level. And, right. But they're out in, you know, Las Vegas or, or something like that. They, right. It's just completely out of their realm of concept. It's, it's not understandable at yeah. this point. Yeah. Uh, so in terms of your business, you're building it up. You were, you started as a one-man show. That is definitely not what you are now. Uh, you've been on the 100 Block 107 Westwater Street for a couple of years, right? Yep. Yep. And uh, been there and you're going to be making a jump down the street a couple blocks, yep. right? Yeah. So, so what happened was um, I've been a one-man show for, like I said, for many, many, many years. And then prior on 2015, 2018, something that time frame, I started to have a, a little need a little more assistance from somebody. So I hired like a, a part-time person to help me a little bit. We worked out of my house. Uh, and then uh, then right before COVID has getting busier, busier, hired a couple more people. Then COVID hit. And so oh, I'm man. trying to pack four four of us into a living room at my house. <laughs> uh, so the first chance we felt like, hey, this is probably going to go forward. Let's try to find a place to rent. So wow. the nervous jump of having to sign a, a tier lease and then uh, another next nervous jump having to buy a building. Yeah. And... My working on moving down there now. Wow. Um, it's, it's interesting how it just happens, mm-hmm. but you also have to work to make it happen too. We were in a conversation together and I want to back up and make sure people understand all the services that you own too, but I, I'll tell this story quick. We were in a conversation the other day and uh, I think the way you described it to me is, well, I kind of fell into it, you know, mm-hmm. which I, I do understand that concept because like, right, your interests in life and what it leads to and how you get to somewhere and, you know, why you made the choice to stick it out for yourself versus going to work for another entity or something, mm-hmm. right? So there are kind of those choices that happen, but you have how many employees now? Uh, uh, seven, I think is what we have right yeah. now. Yeah. Which is awesome. I mean, that is a very, a very going concern of a, of yep. a business, right? And you found your niche early on and then just kept building that out. Yep. And I think that is the story that is such a, a great example of like finding a niche in, in our rural part of the world mm-hmm. where people really need this service. Mm-hmm. Um, so speaking of services, let's run down kind of what you do. So obviously in the early days, you were just kind of helping people figure things out, find access a bit more formalized at this point. Yep. 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 <laughs> uh, and, and it's, and it's, it's funny cause the, that's sort of, such a dynamic change too uh and it's always yeah. changing there's i heard there's a joke on the internet it says <laughs> if it plugs in the wall it's an it problem <laughs> and i cannot tell you how often that has been the case um right everything everything from having to figure out how to make a smart tv connect or make a alexa connect or get the wireless set up it's virtually so when you say well, what do you do it's like well kind of everything to an extent yes um but yeah, you got to definitely you can't do everything because you can't be an expert in everything. You can't know everything. So what yeah. we kind of focus on is uh, residential and business. We have a little bit of both. Yep. Um, we do like wireless networks and how to set up, how to get wireless throughout an entire house if you have larger houses. Absolutely. Um, how to get you know good quality connection there. Uh, how to make sure you have a consistent connection. Helping people choose the right internet connection, make sure they got the right speeds and they're meeting their needs. Because yeah. if you're on one connection out in the the real area might not be able to watch Netflix because it's yep. not be fast enough. Yeah. Um, but we'll help people select computers and get the right computer for them. I, I'm not about selling the computer on the shelf. I'm about selling the computer that is the right fit for them. Yeah, I really appreciate that. And I've heard you say that and I've read it in your information too that you know you guys you are not a you're not a computer store. Right. <laughs> it's not, not retail. Not what you do. Yep. Uh, but you can help people figure out what that right thing is. Yep. yep. I think in this day and age, 
more than ever, right? That's yep. a huge yeah. piece of the puzzle. We're much more about consulting and guiding. Yeah. Uh, I'd rather educate as much as I can and make people make people really feel like they have a it's the scary magical thing. <laughs> yes. And I yes. want to help bring some some less mystery to it so they feel more comfortable using it. Because in today's today's world of technology, it's it's everywhere. Yeah. And you need to learn to protect yourself and be aware of using it. You know, if, if you have a car, you drive a car, it's a tool, but you still have to know some basics. Like, I have to know to get my oil changed. I have to know to get my tires changed. And I'm just dumping and drive all day long. Right. You know, so... It's trying to help bring more of that less mystery to it. Yeah. And I will say at this point, you know, now for several years, you've been offering sort of uh, business as well as, you know, in home. So if someone hears this, you know, they're a, a person, a single person, a couple, you know, they live in their house, they need help. Like, like you can, you can mm-hmm. often guide those things. Yep. But also on a business level, I mean, you are working on much larger scales of, you know, integrating systems, um, looking at server systems, yep. uh, you know, and helping cybersecurity issues, you yep. know, all sorts of those things for companies of, of um, you know, much larger sizes, right? Yep. Yeah, we we range in company size, uh, kind of ideally, I'd say roughly up to about fifty computers or size. Uh, uh-huh. Anything over that, we kind of say, hey, go to a larger company who's sure. got you know more resources and <laughs> yeah. whatever there, because you probably need more specific stuff at that point. Yeah. Uh, so I'd say anything from anything from one employee to fifty employees or fifty computers uh, is yeah. a good range to have on that. But yeah, we're doing you know wider network areas. We're doing outside wirelesses. We're doing some. Kind of got into security cameras a little bit. I should say surveillance oh, yeah. cameras. Yeah, um, yeah. That was a natural segue because they're based on networking. Absolutely. And if you need to put cameras in multiple buildings, you have to have a networking between the buildings. So we fell into that, but it's like, like not our main thing. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, doing Again, servers, like cloud services. Th- things that plug in, right? <laughs> it, it is. <laughs> I, I actually ended up working at, had to work on an airplane one day. Oh, wow. It, it, it's weird how you get into, into weird stuff. Um, yeah. Local people we pretty good friends with, he's like, how do I update the Jeep as my airplane? And I had to figure out how to update it because I had to figure out how to plug the computer in, get the USB. Sure. It, 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 everything crosses. It, technology integrates so wide, it's so hard to say, what do we do? Well, it all connects together. So absolutely a lot of blurred lines there. Yeah. And, and I guess, you know, the, the, the term that gets thrown around some is the internet of things, right. But mm-hmm. like so many devices that come into our home now, which I, I always laugh the story the last time I bought a dehumidifier, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I bought a dehumidifier and they're like, well, this is the Wi-Fi enabled one. And I'm like, why in the world would I ever want <laughs> yep. a Wi-Fi enabled dehumidifier? Yep. I use it all the time. Yep. I love it. Yep. Like anytime I'm gone, we travel, like whatever. Yep. I'm like, Hey, is the dehumidifier doing what it's supposed to be yeah, doing yeah oh it's, it's so great funny, right but but there's a great point of that they're also highly uh security problematic right yes um a lot of those devices a very uncommon known thing in the respect to cybersecurity is mm-hmm. just because it's worked for 10 years doesn't mean you shouldn't replace it because yeah. so many things can have to keep getting updates to stay secure if you don't update it or it doesn't get updates, it could become a gateway for a hacker to break into your system. Sure, sure. So even on a home network, something yep. else like yeah, oh, he's yeah. not paying attention. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Tyler Wright, Rightway Computers, uh, my guest today on the show. Uh, Tyler, this is super fun. It's a little different conversation than sometimes I have, and I'm loving it. Uh, we're gonna take a super quick turnaround break here and come back on some more fun stuff. Uh, uh, Northeast Iowa stuff. I want to talk to you about employees, all sorts of good stuff. So be right back, Tyler. Thanks for being here. Rhymes with Decora. This is Aaron Henning Nichols, founder and editor in chief of Inspired Magazine. Rhymes with Decor is brought to you by Inspired Media, bringing you positive news since 2007. 
Find us on stands across the Driftless or check out our new website or become a member at iloveinspired.com. Creating stories about communities you love by people you trust. Thanks for being inspired. And the voice of Erin Henny Nichols, my uh, business partner, my partner in life. She's the creative force behind Inspired Magazine, our quarterly print magazines on stands around the region. Find us at iloveinspired.com. My guest today, though, on the show is Mr. Tyler Wright. Tyler, thanks for being here. Thank you. Rightwaycomputers.com. W-R-I-G-H-T, I should mention. Right, your last name. W-R-I-G-H-T. Rightwaycomputers.com. Uh, Tyler, you guys have been on Water Street, as you mentioned, since uh, 2019, did you say? No, it's two years. 18? Two years. Okay. Um, 2020. Yeah, 2020. Right yeah. in there. The cool part to me is you have also grown your business during that time. You've picked up on employees. You are making a really cool jump to me. Uh, you're buying a building, right? Yep. You bought a building. Yeah, we, we bought a building. It's we happening a building. on Water Street in downtown Decorah. I've had several other guests on the show who are business owners of you know various types in downtown. I think it's a really interesting thing. Buying a building is an adventure. Buying a house, a building, anything, right? <laughs> yeah. Like like anything. Yeah. Uh, but also, you know, investing in not only your business, but investing in our downtown is a huge part of it. Um, you know, and just being a part of that community. I love that. And I think, uh, you know, sometimes in rural America, there's this conversation that goes on that like, you know, oh, we're losing young people, which we are, but we're <laughs> losing people. You know, nobody, like people aren't reinvesting in our downtown. We're doing these things. And that's not just decor. That's a, that is a, you know, across rural America conversation. Here you are building a business. Uh, you have several employees at this point. You're investing in a building. Tell me about just like, what is that? What does that sound like? What does that feel like to you? What does that look like? Uh, how does it, you know, is it scary? Is oh, it exciting? Scary. It, is it, it, it's, it's, it's scary and it's exciting. I remember the, the day we were going back and forth and finally uh, came to an agreement. I'm like, okay, okay, I've done this. I, I'm in for it now. <laughs> um, but, you know, the more we move along, the more excited I'm about it and, you know, Kind of establishing, putting that stake in the ground. I am here. Absolutely. I mean, and I think that's a it's a big deal. Um, I know uh, my wife was uh, participating in a statewide program uh, a couple years ago, uh, and one of the folks that was in the same program was an IT provider over in Western Iowa. Uh, kind of a similar size business, I think, but talked about some of the same challenges. Where like he just said too, you realize the demand is there, mm-hmm. and once you realize that, you, you either got to meet the demand or figure out how to not to meet the demand. And that's almost harder at that point. Um, So it's really interesting to me. Something we've also talked about in some of the other, you know, so, you know, I've been involved in some community conversations lately that have been really interesting. And and mostly those have been about kind of connecting dots across Mm -hmm. the community. Right. So one of the things I loved out of that is like, I actually didn't know really who you were until we were in that same room talking, Mm -hmm. which is a great thing to be able to do. So here you are running right way computers. Uh, You have eight employees. You're one of the things you brought up in that meeting is that several of those employees are on the younger side, right? Yep. Again, like, like computer savvy. I got interested in jumping in that four of them under 30. Yeah. Which I think here in, you know, especially rural Iowa, rural Northeast Iowa is a big deal. Mm -hmm. Um, Are those folks mostly from here? Are they, is it a mix? Is it like, where have you found your people? Um, Yeah. Everyone's been from here. Um, From Cresco here in Decorah. Yeah. Uh, One of them had lived here, grew up here, moved away. Yep. Married, come back. Yeah. They're, they're, Back, you know, close to family, um, so it's a lot about that drives me to come back there. But the, my my youngest employee, um, we were having dinner the other night here a few weeks ago, and I said, "Well, what was your plan before you start working with me?" He's like, "Well, I was going <laughs> to move to Kansas City." Wow, and I was like, "Really? Well, what, what, why?" And he's like, "Well, there's nothing to do here." Yeah, and I'm like, "Okay, I've heard this an awful lot." Right. Um, 
he, to my knowledge, had no intention of moving anywhere now because he's, start, he's starting to realize there's a lot, lot to learn and he's still kind of finding his way in life. That's awesome. But with your younger employees, younger demographic, they're, they have a different outlook. You have to remember that we're established. Yes. We, we, we decided we're going to be here. They might not. Mm-hmm. So my goal with them is make sure that anybody who works for me, that you leave better. Yeah. You leave with a, a, a you you learn stuff, you're out to a better person, you can do better your next, your next adventure in life. So, uh, but if I can get one that wants to stick around and stay with me long term and wants to grow, great, let's do it. Yeah. Um, Boy, and having that vision though and being able to, you know, willing to invest in your employees, willing mm-hmm. to make those relationships, I think that's a huge thing, yeah. you know, because we see people who are hiring yep. all over the region yep. and, you know, what what is it that makes people stick around and young people particularly, yep. rural Iowa, yep. that's, a, that's a thing, right? Yep. Yeah. Fascinating. Uh, one of the other things I know you said, like you hear that frequently, right? That like, especially from younger people, I've heard it. I, I work part-time at one of our breweries, you know, and one of those things. So I do see some people, sometimes you hear other people be like, oh, it's Tuesday. There's nothing to do, mm-hmm. which, you know, yeah, it might be true mm-hmm. on, a, on a given night if you're looking for like somewhere to go, if you're looking for action. But like <laughs> you and I have also talked about, sometimes it takes just helping people see what the opportunities are yeah. here too, right? Yeah. Um, and some of those might be easy. I know one of the examples, did you tell me uh, oh, was an event that uh, you and a friend saw and like just took off and went. You were like, hey, yep. there's something going on in Lansing or Prairie Sheen or yep. whatever it was, right? Yep. You know? yep. It's not that far. And, you know, I always remind myself and, and, and being from here and growing up here, I always, every time someone's visiting here who, who moved here, I ask them, well, why here? What's, what's this? And what's, where, where you're from? I was talking with somebody the other day and they're from Albuquerque, New Mexico originally. And, oh, wow. and uh, I commented, so what's an average commute? She's like, oh, an hour. Yeah. <laughs> So right. like, well, think about that for a second. So we've got Rochester, we got La Crosse, we got Prairie du Chien. You know, they're only an hour away. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff to do there. And if you look at Madison and Minneapolis, and that's a three-hour drive, you know, that's not that much. If you if you live in a big city, your commute's not that much different anyway. Absolutely. Something Aaron and I talked about, because I, I lived a couple of other places before I came back, having grown up here. And something that I talk about all the time is when I lived in those other places, there was stuff going on all the time. I could go see it. Well, there were concerts going on. There were museums mm-hmm. or events or whatever you want to do. But the trick is when you're living there also, I mean, I was living in California. I was working four or five jobs. I didn't have time yep. to buy tickets and go see the concert because yep. I was just trying to survive, you know? And I, so I think that's kind of the flip side here is like, yeah, you might have to drive a little further for some of those things, but also like we can walk out our back door and and go for a half hour walk and and maybe not see anybody. Right, right. And <laughs> there's some value in that too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and different points in life, you know, different times, what you're looking for, absolutely. But it's, I think it's a really interesting thing. I think it's cool to see a business of your size that you were invested in and building and, and to have those relationships I think is a really cool example of that. Mm-hmm. So those are those are neat things. So Rightway Computing, uh, Rightway Computers, W-R-I-G-H-T, Rightway Computers, Tyler Wright, my guest today. Um, tell me more about like, uh, you are moving into a new building. It is on the east end of Water Street. I should have looked up the number. I don't have the number of that. Uh, 117 you, East. Yes. So kind of right down uh, Kitty Corner from Decora Bank uh, and uh, a couple other things in that area. It, Maves. It, it was Letterworks <laughs> Building before. Yes, uh, Letterworks. Before that, I think it was H&L Toy. Yeah, forever. Yes. Yep. 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 That makes sense. Um, So that's got to be an exciting process. We were talking about that. Employee wise, are your employees remote? Are they working for you? Are they coming into an office every day? What does that look like for you? So we have me plus three on site uh, who live here and are here all the time. Um, I've got one lives over in Clear Lake and one lives out in Portland, Oregon. Yeah. And uh, I, I like having remote workers because COVID taught us that remote work is a very applicable. Um, methodology of, of work state now. And 
oftentimes we're having customers ask us, well, it's too hard it, or here's, here's challenges. I'm like, well, I'm doing it. Right. And, <laughs> right. and I, do, I do acknowledge those challenges. There are definitely challenges there. But through technology, we're trying to find ways to adapt for that and to make that a successful system. So having a younger crowd who is very willing to try that and then really test it. And if we can make it work, we can help others make it work. Yeah, I think it's been fascinating to watch that. I had um, I was doing some marketing work right before the pandemic for an organization that I had ties to in California still at the time. And, uh, you know, that remote um, relationship, it can be tricky for some people, mm-hmm. but for some people it works amazingly well. And there's so many things that can be done now that don't require, you know, someone coming into an office every day and being there for eight hours. It just might look different, right? Yeah. I remember one of your other stories on the early end of building your business that we talked about. And you touched on this a little earlier, but it was just how you were um, connecting to customers, right? Mm-hmm. In the early end of like meeting people. Uh, you want to tell that story? You're, like we're talking about a little? Which one? Well, just a little <laughs> bit like, you know, oftentimes you were walking into, you know, someone would call you, you didn't know them, they mm. found you. Yep. You're walking into someone's house. Yep. You're walking into someone's business. You've never met them before. Yep. And all of a sudden then you're like, oh, wh- what do you do here? Like yeah. what? <laughs> you know, okay, so yeah, so so I, I got tons of stories like that. I mean, it's, it's hard to remember which one I talked about. But the, the general concept though is, uh, I didn't advertise for years and it was the better part of 20 years. I didn't ever do any advertising. It was all word of mouth. Yeah. Um, it was about building a relationship with the, with the client and then helping them in their homes and coming in there because they're inviting you into their house. Yeah. And they have to trust you and feel comfortable with that. And you have to use the person going to feel comfortable with it also. Um, but then that would grow into, Hey, you did a good job for me. I like the work you did. You were very upfront. You did a good job teaching. Right. My neighbor, my friend, my relative needs help. Well, these all these people also work in businesses. Yeah. So pretty soon, next thing I know, I had this yeah. business call and say, "Hey, so and so said you did some work for them. Could you come look at this stuff?" And I, uh, sure, I guess I'll take a whack at that. Um, and I think one of the most important parts there is when you build a relationship, also be willing to say, "I don't know." Yeah, I, I you know <clears throat> right. make sure that you 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 have clear intentions of what I can and can't do, and if I'm com- comfortable, I don't do it. I had one client that I told Val, says I don't know how to do that, yeah. and I helped them find someone who did, right? And then I lost the client for a while just because they kind of grew up. Well, then we reconnected once, and I took the client back. Wow. Uh, and because I learned more in the meantime, sure. and they were just very tickled that I learned more, and they wanted to have me back with them again. That's amazing, yeah. And that's a great. I mean, that is a that is an like that's a, a small business skill set, right? Like as you're growing a business and you're looking at it, and that's something we've learned as well. Is like sometimes something will happen and you're not sure. Like, man, did I make like did we do something wrong? Did we upset mm-hmm. somebody? It has nothing to do with you. It has mm-hmm. some some other opportunity. Something came along, a sales pit, like whatever it was. Yep. And all of a sudden, you know, somebody circles back a year later, two years later, and they're like, hey, you know that thing? You're like, yeah, we'd love to help you with that. Mm-hmm. And it was something out of, you know, completely out of your control or whatever. Yep. And it's, or the other side of that is, again, like, I know something that is mentioned on your website, something we've talked about too, is just like professionalism, like something that gets thrown around amongst, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, amongst quote unquote young people and skills that you need going into jobs now, which I always laugh about those conversations, yep. but like soft skills is the word that gets thrown around yep. at all these events I've been at. And it's funny, but like, they're just people skills, right? Mm-hmm. But like you're saying being able to walk into someone's home make them feel like you're a professional you're you know you're comfortable with that relationship walking into a business presenting yourself knowing the skill set or saying you know no i i can't do that for you but i'll help you find the right person and i think that builds an enormous amount of trust in someone right it really does because then they're looking for you and in the tech the tech community it plugs on the wall it's it problem right well i mean that's everything (laughs) you literally cannot know everything yeah. Um, so we, we tell people, hey, you come in with this product we don't work on, uh, we're going to send you to another place that does work on it. Um, 
I see, for example, Apple computers, you know, so yeah. we can do a little bit with them, but not a whole lot. So we do what we can for the customer. We'd like, do a hey, whole show on that, couldn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we'll, re- we'll recommend them out to a, a expert in that field. We'll do what we can, but yep. you know, and, yeah, it's pretty cut and dry on that. Yeah. One other thing I want to touch on before we, before we wrap this up, and again, I'll say right way computers, uh, W-R-I-G-H-T computers.com. Uh, you guys have a really nice, clean uh, website, uh, really great information there, either for the personal side in your home or on the business side and kind of the services you guys offer. You're really clear about that. Some really good stuff. People can also, of course, just reach out to you yeah. uh, and have those conversations. That's a great thing. Um, a couple other things we talked about is just sort of like, you know, there are companies you're sort of, um, uh, you're not connected with, but you offer services through. There are a couple examples of those. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, you work in a lot of different things, whether it comes into, uh, you know, Microsoft type things or whether it comes into networking or cybersecurity. <laughs> there are sort of different worlds mm-hmm. there, different programs, different products that you work with. Um, one of the other things we came across, and I thought this was an interesting sort of, it almost comes across as like an economic development point, mm-hmm. a company called Fieldprint, mm-hmm. right, that reached out to you. Um, and it's an interesting, they're, they're a national or international company. Maybe you could tell it, you could tell it better than me probably, but it's it's interesting to me because of like kind of the traffic that it's created. Yeah. Right? So, uh, Fieldprint, they reached out to me and said, Hey, I was in decor a couple months ago, whatever it was at that time. And said, I've been going up and down Water Street trying to find a business who would be willing to do this for us. And I finally said, like, Wait, dude, what, what, what do you want? Yeah. What, get, right, get right down to this. What is this? Yeah. And he says, Okay, so what we do is when big companies have to hire new employees, mm-hmm. they need to do I 9 verifications and uh, fingerprints and like that, depending mm-hmm. on what the various. Essentially, background check kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so he says, Often they want to they want to outsource that to another company because you have time frames to get that stuff done in. So we set up a system where we put a little computer kiosk in your office. We do all the appointments for you. Everything's done the back end. So someone shows up and you just simply you scan the the documentation. You fill it in. You do the fingerprint scan. They leave. That's it. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. Uh, I so. I did the math on it. Like, I'm not making much money off this, if anything, but that's not what's important. It's important. I'm getting people in the door. Yeah. What I was surprised by was how many people I'm getting out of Rochester, La Crosse, Pershing, Dubuque. People driving all the way down here to Decorah or up here to Decorah. Yeah. Just to do a fingerprint scan. One lady is from Rochester said, I came down here to get my fingerprint here because I don't want to go the, to the, the prison to get my fingerprints done. Right. So, And this company is like, a, they're a national company that mm-hmm. provides this service for mm-hmm. larger companies who have to verify and do background checks. Yep. But like the next closest place to do it is a couple hours away. Yeah, right? I think it's two, two, two and a half hours away. Yeah. Is this, that's an, to me, like that's another like total small town win. Yeah. Right. Of just like a fascinating service you've decided to provide. Might not be a huge money maker for you, but also like gets people on the road, but also gets people on Main Street, like yes. gets people on Water Street yep. and to Decora yep. for a completely unrelated reason, yep. right? That they might hang out. One of them actually yeah, came down and said, I brought my bike with, I'm going to go for a bike trail. I'm going to go on a bike ride today. So I go, oh, awesome. that's cool, you know? I love that. It's a great, and it's a great anecdote too, right? When a small business, like you never know what, like what small thing just like adds to the element and no. also, you know, helps you out. Yep. It's fascinating. Yep. I love that. Tyler, thanks for taking time on your day. I, there's so many things we could talk about, you know, and so many other things. There are a couple fun questions sometimes we ask people just on the end of the show. I'll throw this one out because I know that you are someone who has spent time in the region and has probably some favorite spots. If you get a Saturday off, and I don't know what that looks like in your world. I never have Saturdays off, but like yeah. if you get a Saturday or Sunday off, what's your, what's your perfect day look like? What do you like to do? Well, that's that's all over the map. Um, <laughs> it's always it depends right? on the mood that day, uh, right? A little, little yard work, getting some you know, yard cleaned a little bit, you know. But yeah. it, it, to get out of the house, I like to go walk on the trail. You yeah. know, take the girlfriend and I go take the dog, go for a walk. You know, maybe nice. ride bike. Uh, maybe just 
drive around. You know, it's fun yeah. to go to the river and drive down the river there or yep. go find a, a different place to eat. You know, we've, we've got a lot in the area. Just have to be willing to take a drive to go enjoy the drive. And that that's what I enjoy is just go to see the nice scenery and have a that's, beautiful day. It's one of my favorite things, too. And even if you've grown up here, I know I, sometimes I when I do our distribution work for a magazine, too, I think I know a lot of this region. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. I'll have to go somewhere and I'll get to someplace. And I've been like, man. I've never been here. Like, how have I never been here before? Yep, yep, it's, it's incredible. Yep. We live in an amazing place. So it's cool. Tyler, thanks so much for taking time out of your day. Uh, Rightway Computers, W-R-I-G-H-T, computers.com. Reach out, check out what they do. Tyler, I appreciate all you're doing. I appreciate your investment in downtown Decora uh, and building your business up, keeping young people here, doing all those things, and uh, and for taking time to do this. Great. Thanks, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Really appreciate, appreciate it. having me. Absolutely. Thanks for being here. You've been listening to Rhymes with Decora, a podcast project of Inspired Media. You can find us online at iloveinspired.com. You can also find all of these shows at decora.fun. That's the entire address. Type it in, decora.fun, and go. You'll find a player, 40 shows, all sorts of folks that we have interviewed talking about our region. We love it, and we hope you do too. If you've enjoyed the music on the show, it is the work of Mr. Nick Zielinski. Nick is a drummer. He's a decoran. You can find him online at Indicative of Drumming, Instagram, Patreon, all those things. Thanks for his work. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Rhymes with Decora. Rhymes with Decora is a project of Inspired Media. Find us online at isleofinspired.com.